Hey everybody, welcome back to the Vegas Tips and Tricks podcast in our continuing series of Vegas Memories. just want to appreciate all the positive feedback we got on last week's uh, marathon 50th birthday celebration memories. Today we are going to have a much shorter segment, probably be lucky to break 10 minutes on this one today. I'm going to talk about a couple of trips I took during the calendar year of 2014. Uh, before I do, I do want to let you know there will not be a podcast next Monday. I will be in Las Vegas. And um, so if you're following, if you're subscribed to our Vegas Tips and Tricks YouTube channel, and I hope you are, you can uh, definitely catch up next Monday on what's been going on on my trip. Uh, we should be back with a normal segment here in a couple of weeks. So 2014, uh, this could very well be called the year of the Fremont. I was in Las Vegas uh, twice, once from January the 15th to the 21st, and then from June the 29th through July the 5th. And that was a total of 12 nights. I spent the first 10 nights at the Fremont Hotel and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Um, and, uh, I guess it began a short-lived, uh, flirtation with the Fremont. I would stay there again, I think one more time. Yeah, one more time. Um, it was still a time when none of the Boyd properties actually charged a resort fee. And while I wasn't getting superlative comps, I was getting good room rates, and so it just kind of made sense to uh, to do that. Um, so we'll first talk about the January trip. I have less memory of the January trip. It was, again, in the month of January. It did include another visit to the Adult Entertainment Expo. Uh, I'm afraid that became kind of a thing for a few years. I can't say there was anything particularly memorable about that event. Um, you know, once again, at the old Hard Rock Hotel and Casino, uh, once again, uh, spent, oh, I don't know, two or three hours there one afternoon, probably on a you know, Thursday or Friday uh, during that event. Um, you might say, well, wasn't uh, staying downtown for that period of time kind of difficult in terms of getting around? Um, obviously, you didn't spend the entire trip on Fremont Street, and that is true. Um, I really used one of the express buses. I think it was the SDX bus, the Strip Express, which uh, literally picks up across the street from the Fremont there in front of the Binion's um, Casino. And so typically uh, sometime in the morning after I'd gotten up and around, uh, probably gone to Dunkin' for a coffee and maybe a donut or a sandwich or something, and then I would simply head down to the Strip from there, and then at the end of the day make my way back to the Fremont. Um, as I say, I don't have a lot of memories of this trip uh, beyond uh, what I've already covered. Um but yeah, I mean, it, it was a pretty convenient way to travel back and forth to the Strip and be able to take advantage of all of those properties. And uh, I think I had some sort of a five-day pass or three-day pass or something, which uh, worked out very well. But uh, yeah, the Fremont was was adequate for my needs at the time. 
Um, the rooms are a little small. The place is a little old and a little crowded, and still is. Uh, they are making some changes there. I understand they've remodeled a number of the rooms, maybe all of the rooms, and they're expanding the casino space and including a food court, which uh, should be done sometime over the next year or so. But I didn't, like I said, I didn't spend an enormous amount of time just hanging out at the Fremont. It was really a base of operations, and in that respect, it uh, it worked out pretty well. Uh, well enough that I would return during my trip at the end of July, I'm sorry, at the end of June, and into the first part of July. Um, this was one of the few times I was in Las Vegas for a holiday because my last evening in town was July the 4th, Independence Day, here in the U.S. of A. And there were fireworks displays around. I did a really, really poor job of uh, finding uh, a good viewing area for the fireworks, though. I was staying, uh, the last two nights of the trip, I stayed at the Orleans, which uh, regular listeners of this podcast will recall is a place I have stayed many times. I uh, had a couple of free nights there, and I thought, well, you know, you know, should I stay in my room, which did overlook the strip area, or should you know, maybe walk down to the parking lot and see if I could get a better view from there? I think the answer to that question is uh, I should have stayed in the room. Um, I did see some fireworks off in the distance. I'm not sure where they were taking place. I know typically there's a... Uh, a display up at the Strat, Stratosphere at the time, and sometimes usually around uh, Caesar's Palace, that sort of area. So I saw a little bit, but I have to say overall the the feeling of being in Las Vegas on the 4th of July was not particularly hmm, riveting. It was fine, but I didn't find it to be um, a holiday that really made a lot of changes to my Las Vegas experience. Um, I, I wandered around quite a bit on this trip, um, probably spent more time on the Strip. Um, I would say I spent more time on the Strip during 2014 than I had in some time. Um, a couple of things that I did on the trip that uh, continue to stick out in my mind. One of those was I visited the Mob Museum, which I think has some sort of a fancy name like the Museum of organized crime and but uh, it, it, you know everybody knows it as the mob museum it sets there on Stewart Avenue right across from the downtown grand and i have to say that i spent i would say the better part of 3 hours in that place and really walked through and pretty much read all of the exhibits and and uh, i i really enjoyed it um, there was, I believe, the third floor. You sort of make your way up uh, from the first floor when you arrive. Uh, the third floor had, I think, had the gift shop, but also had the biggest uh, Las Vegas element to it, basically incorporating um, the history of the mob with the history of Las Vegas, which, of course, the two of them uh, very closely intertwined. So I think it's definitely worth your time. Uh, how much time, uh, you know, some people will be able to walk through here in 45 minutes and feel like they got what they needed to get from the experience. Uh, but as I say, in my case, I was able to spend pretty much a whole afternoon there and uh, found it very worthwhile. 
I don't remember what I paid. It was relatively inexpensive. I mean, compared to almost anything else you could do in Las Vegas. That was before they had the little speakeasy place down in the basement. Uh, that would have been an interesting thing to visit. And if I ever make it back to the Mob Museum, uh, I will probably try to do that then. The other thing I did, I, I almost think it was the same day, and it was when I was still staying downtown, is I went to the Link Promenade and I rode the High Roller. And I wasn't sure really until I got onto that thing whether I was going to have the nerve to do it. Uh, as you get closer, it looks pretty scary. That thing goes up in the air pretty far. And uh, I'm not a big fan of heights. I have a kind of fear of falling, uh, which manifests itself in strange ways sometimes. Like walking over a pedestrian bridge can sometimes kind of freak me out. Uh, but flying in a plane really doesn't. I guess it's just that sense that I could throw myself off or something. Um, but no, it was a good experience. It was, it was just me and like one other couple on the, um, on the pod that day. They're very nice. Um, it was a nice trip and it was during the daytime. Um, I have gone since then during the nighttime hours and I suppose the view is more spectacular at night because of the lighting. Um, but in a way you can actually see more of Las Vegas, uh, during the daytime as you can actually see the buildings and traffic and everything like that. So definitely a worthwhile experience, but something you haven't done, definitely do it. If you're feeling like uh, it's going to be really scary and uh, uh, I don't know if I can do this, yeah, have no fear. It really is not uh, bad at all. But uh, yeah, so I mean, that's kind of the, I guess, the highlights of that trip. Um, I found out during the trip that a cousin of mine, who I'd been pretty close to when I was younger, uh, passed away. So that kind of cast a bit of a pall over the last couple of days. Um, I'll always remember sitting at the back bar um, at the Orleans, playing some Kino, I believe, at the time, and getting a message from my uh, from one of my cousins that uh, her father had passed away. And uh, um, so, yeah. Uh, that I guess that that's not a very cheerful memory, but it's definitely a memory that I have of that trip. Um, hopefully in the uh, weeks to come, I will uh, manufacture some more great Vegas memories. Um, we will continue in a couple of weeks. We'll start. We'll talk about the trips that I took in 2015. There was actually three of them. And so uh, that's a little bit unusual, and uh, we'll cover that uh, two weeks from today. Again, hope that uh, if you're a fan of the podcast, definitely uh, follow us on social media. We're Vegas Tips Tricks on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can, as I say, check out our YouTube channel, Vegas Tips and Tricks. And uh, we also have a Facebook group that talks all about Las Vegas and regularly gets themselves into trouble, uh, also called Vegas Tips and Tricks. So uh, check out the social media. There'll be a lot uh, being shared on there over the next 10 days or so. And once again, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Uh, we enjoy bringing it to you here every week. And we will talk to you again in a couple of weeks with more Vegas memories. Until then, take care of yourself. Bye-bye.